Now, we're going to head up to the King Valley and chat with Joel Pizzini, who is a, a friend of the show. We've had, had Joel on lots of times, but um, yeah, good morning to you, Joel. G'day, how's it going, Simon? Going well, Richard. mate, thank you. Good morning. Um, so we, we were just talking Prosecco uh, with Mel Brower, so um, obviously that's something that you, uh, you're well and truly across is your Prosecco. So, yeah, um, just had my morning, uh, my morning <laughs> sip of Prosecco to... Hit me up. Excellent. <laughs> That's what you do when you're Italian and when you're a winemaker. <laughs> and in the King Valley. And in the King Valley. Yeah. Exactly. In Prosecco Road and all that sort of thing. Um, do you still use that term, Prosecco Road? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic initiative. That was a genius marketing idea, I reckon. Um, so we had we did an OB up at, um, at Pizzini in the King um in, it was cold, so it must have been in winter sometime. Right. It's good fun. It's a good you spot. Were, you were great hosts, Joel. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, mate, we, we thought we'd get you on and just have a chat about um, Vintage 22 uh, yep. and where you guys are at as far as, um, you know, your your harvest and that sort of thing and uh, and how it's all looking, you know, without – we always do this with some trepidation. We don't want to jinx <laughs> jinx things. But um, how, how's it all uh, How's it all looking? Well, it's been a fairly challenging season, I must admit, um, and yeah, very, very hard with the consistency and the the rain that we've had. Um, so, I was planning um, my plan of A, B, C, and D with uh, if the rain had kept on uh, raining, but um, now that it stops, we're uh, it's looking pretty good actually. We haven't had very hot. It's been a fairly cold year so um and no extreme sort of heat temperatures to uh to, you know to stop the the ripening process so um surprisingly there's not a lot of disease in the uh in the grapes with the constant rain um so actually i'm expecting the year to be pretty good you know providing it we don't get the um you know foreseen um major uh weather catastrophes um, so would you be, like a lot of the regions, it feels uh, sort of projecting a, they're probably going to be a little bit later this year. Would you say that's the same? Look, I think we've sort of caught up. Okay. Interestingly, we started about um, in the third week of Feb last year and we're looking to, to start next week, later, late next week. Um, so Thursday, Friday next week. So it feels like, uh, but I think it might be a longer, a longer vintage. It might not be as uh, protracted. I think the reds will, will um, might be later than uh, than they were last year. So did you have a good sort of fruit set? I mean, are we looking at a at a smaller vintage this year, or something about average or above? I think it's going to be about average yep. for us. I mean, the fruit set with uh, with some varieties was uh, excuse me, not uh, not amazing, but um, I think we're still going to end up with uh, with average yields. Yeah. Well, I that's a good thing because I think you always sort of worry, don't you, that, I mean, you're going to have, uh, after 2021, which was so amazing, it's like fingers crossed for next year. Uh, yes. So it's, it's really great to hear that the disease pressure hasn't hindered things too much and you're catching up. That's an exciting thing. Yes, it, it is amazing. It is amazing. I mean, because, uh, you know, we, to 
be honest, we were looking down the barrel of a fairly, you know, disastrous year where uh, we were expecting to see things just rotting on the vine because of the betrayal. And um, yeah. so that's, that's how sort of dire <laughs> it was looking. So Having some flashbacks to 2011, were we? Look, we got through those years not badly. Right. I, I did work in Italy um, back in 2001. And I was up in Asti, you know, uh, a company called Marenko, like amazing Moscato and Brichetto and Barbera. And I'd never seen anything like it. They just had a disastrous year. The, the vines were just full of, full of botrytis. Yeah. They didn't really pick a lot that year. So I was like, oh gosh, this is what it looks like down here. <laughs> and it was, and I, you know, I said to myself, I just hope I never ever see that, uh, that again. Mm. Mm, thankfully, I, I haven't. But, um, Certainly not on your own vines. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's uh, sort well, of that's, scary. It was looking so. Well, that's that's good that you uh, that you feel that may that, that threat may have passed. Um, so uh, you make quite an extensive range, obviously, and we've we've covered it on the show a lot. But and it's also widely ranged. Like so, um, Richo is uh, a wine merchant at, at Dan Murphy and. And you'd be well across. Oh, um, yeah. Riesling, Grigio, Arnais. We've got the Il Sofio. Uh, we might have the uh, Pietra Rossa, Sangio. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, mm. You yep. know, that Il Sofio Prosecco is a nice wine, oh, Joel. that that's is a, stunning. That's a classic. Beautiful, yeah, yeah. And we've just launched the uh, the 2021 and um, all the staff uh, at the Salador are just going berserk. They love it. I think it's the best one we've made. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, there's also a. Um, you, you mentioned Brachetto before. Can you familiarise our listeners? Because I know you guys make one. There's not a lot of that floating around in Australia, I'm sure. No, no, it's pretty rare to find, and even um, the Italian versions are pretty hard to find. So um, it's a, a beautiful, uh, it's a pink uh, version of Moscato, actually. Uh, so nice and uh, sort of figgy. Sweet. It's got more Turkish delight, watermelon, uh, sort of rose watery, uh, uh, and um, yeah, it's really, really lovely. Yes, Sweet. for our listeners, if they can't get a hold of one of yours, they can go to our mates at Boccaccio and pick up something like that. And a little tip, I'd grab some nice ripe strawberries, balsamic vinegar, you know, then wash the balsamic off, bit of mint and a and a the bracchetto. It's just a great afternoon thing to do because it's not high in alcohol either, but it's not it doesn't feel too sweet when you've got that balsamic vinegar as well. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Or a squeeze of lime juice and lemon yep. and mint, or some. And if you're inclined, maybe a dash of vodka if uh, if you want to really spice it up. <laughs> Everything's better with vodka. <laughs> Surprised he didn't say grappa. <laughs> well, do you make a do Pizzini, Have you ever thought about making a grappa? Would that be something too difficult to do? I uh, have been thinking about it. It has been put on the uh, on the on the board for uh, uh, to to explore. Um, but uh, we've still got some left over from when my uh, grandfather was doing it when he was in his thirties. So, oh so. wow! <laughs> Does it actually age? Pretty rough. Does... Look, well, this stuff hasn't. Yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> fairly 
pure alcohol, so you have to yeah, it's not going anywhere. About forty percent, not going anywhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty funny. I think there was one incident where um, because we had his bill underneath um, the house, and uh, mum and dad sort of sort of thinking about three hundred meters away, and uh, mum said, "Just you know, got this quite large bang and saw a bit of smoke coming out from under the house <laughs> and." Uh, She's rushed up and just saw Nunu uh, sheepishly uh, you know, sneaking out of the house because it was obviously it's illegal to, uh, oh. to, <laughs> to be just doing your own backwards. Very guilty. <laughs> and the, the, you guys have a lovely cooking school that they can that people can attend at your cellar door too, don't you? Yeah, so my mother, Katrina, who's an absolute amazing uh, cook, uh, carries out these uh, amazing, uh, really hands-on experience um, cooking classes So where you can learn how to make pasta right through to uh, doing a, a complete dinner party uh, for your mates. So it's, uh, it's great, but it's really... Generally, I only have about... Eight people, so everyone really gets some, mm. uh, you know, you get that hands-on experience and that um, and that attention, and you can, you know, really uh, ask lots of questions and um, uh, and really get to, so you do lead with uh, with some skills that you can actually repeat when you go back home. Yeah, it's and she's great. We we've um, had her on one of our cooking shows and uh, oh, right. making gnocchi and uh, and teaching the host how to how to do it and. You know, it's, but there's so much to it, isn't there, Joel? Like, so your mum has um, specially grown potatoes that are a variety that that will perform well for that duty, and um, it's all hand done and you know, just traditional methods. Yes, that's right. And uh, my father Fred has a, a big um, veggie garden at the back of uh, the vineyard there, so he, uh, <laughs> he he really loves you know, and we. We're just about to start harvesting now uh, the tomatoes for the uh, tomato cassata, which is uh, ah, really when, when does that get done? Is that in March? Yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll we'll probably start picking some probably in the last week of Feb, uh, but I would say more in that March. Yeah, March and April. We'll probably get the first crop and then a second crop. I would say. And then we've got the salami festival at some stage later in the year. When's that? So the uh, San Giovese in Salsiccia, that's, uh, we can't hold that over the uh, Queen's birthday weekend. Queen's birthday, so, so that's June, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, so and that's, is it east, no, it's um, north versus south, isn't it, as far as who makes the best salami and, and <laughs> the risottos and the tazzinis <laughs> and everyone has a, brings their, their produce, it's good. Yeah, that's it. And uh, very proud of their uh, of their produce. So yeah, it's great fun to celebrate and celebrate those skills that uh, we can pass down to the, uh, to the next generation. Yeah, and, and of course that's something we can go to. Um, I've you know I've been to it before. That sounds awesome. I want oh, to go to that. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, but you know it's 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 only in June, so you want to start thinking about buying tickets. I don't know if they're even available yet, Joel. You might not either. But um, yeah, but we certainly. People can keep in touch. Keep um, an eye on it. Yeah, yeah that would be worth going you know, to. Join the wine, uh, the um, newsletter list at Pizzini on the website. Uh, and then, you know, Nat will get all that info out to people in due course. But, but you know, we, you need to get on to booking accommodation and things, don't you, for when there's a big thing on in the valley, Joel? Certainly do. I mean, the area is uh, becoming more and more popular. So uh, 
that is, uh, you know, you've got to book in advance. Book in advance or, or tow a caravan. You know, you might have, you know, a Patriot caravan that you want to get out for a run. and a Winnebago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah um, no, there's plenty, plenty of camping spots along the King River, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so a busy time coming up for you. You're, you're managing um, this weekend, I understand, to um, or today, to, to squeeze in your family Christmas um, lunch. <laughs> That's right. We we just couldn't manage the complexities before uh, before Christmas, so we all decided just we'd just do it at a slightly more calmer time of the year, and so we can all relax and uh, and be present. So. It's, uh, and what yeah, are the Pazzini's eating for Christmas lunch, Joel? Well, generally too much. It's, um, <laughs> uh, look, I, there's there's the general favourite is lasagna, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a little bit of gnocchi. Yeah. Uh, more than likely, um, my father Fred will drag out his uh, his barbecue and we'll cook up some nice uh, roast beef. And uh, generally, we have lots of roast vegetables and salad. So, um, and then my, uh, and there's always a prawn salad, which always goes first. All right. So, how many sit around that table? No, you know, notionally, because the little kids are probably off running around k- kicking soccer balls or something, but. Uh, there's probably going to be, I think there's about 25, 30 of us, I'd say, today. Okay. I like hearing the different families and different backgrounds, what they eat for Christmas. Because, you know, we, my, on Dad's side, it's Lebanese, and on Mum's side, it's sort of English-Irish. But we always do turkey and stuff. And I like that. When I lived in Sweden, it was they had their own, you know, pickled herring kind of thing that they would do, the Yule board, the Christmas table. And of course, in different countries. So in Italy, like depending on the region, they're generally just cooking their own style of food. What is it that, you know, lasagna is a big sort of party dish, isn't it? Well, yeah, maybe. And uh, look, my grandmother, she really, um, when, when she was alive, she would always have to bring lasagna and we would be normally celebrating uh, Christmas Day up at um, our local lake and just, yeah, we'd be out in the open and in the environment and um, mm. lasagna was the first thing that came out and it just got absolutely devoured. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a must-have at our uh, <laughs> Christmas parties. Um, now, we earlier, uh, Joel, we were talking about uh, Kilfondo. Um, do you guys do one? Yeah. No, we don't do one yet. We don't do it's one. On the, it's on the board no, with the grapper. Well, it's on the board with the grapper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and another question for me, because we range your Arnais, just talk to us a little bit about that. Is it tough to grow? What sort of winemaking techniques do you employ with that particular grape? Yeah, look, over the years, uh, it's taken me about 15 years to try and uh, get it right, I think and to try and get some consistency in it because it can be a little bit um, hard to pick it at the right time. Right. So if you if you pick it a little bit too early, um, it's really green and really light and um, a, a bit of a flavourless uh, wine. And if you pick it too late, it can go really oily and, and, and flat yeah. and broad and 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 bitter as well so you're sort of biting some of these astringency that um the variety naturally has and this also this green leanness that it has so i feel that um i'm picking between about a potential alcohol of 11 and a half and just before 12 yep. um, percent in that sort of range and 
to try and get some of tropical Kiwi sort of characters um, and, uh, and gr- with some Granny Smith apples. And then funnily enough, when you actually make the wine, you end up with this really beautiful pear character. So it's it's a bit bizarre that you have these Kiwi characters and then mm. it converts into this pear character, but the pear character is the is really um, uh, a key part of the essence of um, So yes, it is a, a probably trickier than you would be able to get it quite consistent from one year to the next. Yeah, right. Um, um, the one thing that we are launching that's new is uh, is a Lambrusco. Oh. So the dry, dry um, landscape is coming up uh, in the coming months. Uh, how widely uh, available will that be, Joel? Will it be salador only, or will it? Is there enough to get to sort of liquor stores as well? Look, it's uh, I've made two hundred dozen, so there's a little battle for the uh, for the allocation, but we're going to be trying to sort of spread it around as as much as we can. So. Yeah, I believe it'll be, and then once once we get into the next vintage, there's going to be more to uh, to spread around. So I would say it, it'll primarily be a little bit of cellar door, a little bit through the yeah. restaurant trade, um, through the uh, the retail trade, and then the, this sort of first release. And then uh, once we get into the uh, uh, to once we get through this vintage, then uh, it'll be a little bit more available, and we'll start spreading the love a little bit more. Yeah, that, that's exciting. That it's, sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah really. It's um, oh, it's beautiful. I love it, and uh, and it's an amazing, uh, you know, sparkling red to to have with salami in the afternoon, and I've been uh, drinking a few of them and uh, really, really loving them. Well, I was just about to ask, what, how would we use it? What, what would we pair it with? So there we go, salami, and um, so so if we can um, just um, wrap up with uh, if. People want to hear, uh, know about the different um, events and things in the King Valley and particularly Pizzini, then they should go to your website, which is pizzini.com.au um, and uh, join the mailing list if you haven't already uh, and then then you get to hear all about it. So you've got the Salami Festival in, um, in June. There's um, the King uh, – what's a weekend fit for a king? That's right. That's in November. November, because uh, all of these things you've got to get on book a ticket. Um, and you know, there's so you know, there's so many of the families get together over these festivals. It's awesome, and it's actually one of the the best things about the King. I reckon. You know, everyone. It's just that Italian hospitality. It's just all through the valley. It's awesome. So, um, Joel, good luck with. Uh, well, enjoy Christmas today, <laughs> and um, and good luck with uh, with. Harvest and, and Vintage 22, and we look forward to seeing the uh, the fruits of your labour. <laughs>